everybody, you're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I am David. Today! Or should, um, we go by our, uh, should we go by our town names? You know what? I was just thinking that, and I was like, I, for a while I was thinking we would all be the same well, place, we but were we're not. we were born in the same city. Well, no. Two well, not. you were, but you could claim were Broken Arrow. Were you not born in you could, you, could, you could claim Broken Arrow, because you lived there longer. Yeah, and you go no, by I BA. I don't know that I did. You don't think so? I lived in Tulsa until I was 11. Well, I guess that's true. So I don't know. Yeah. So I would go. But with, you came. You recently came from Broken Arrow. What do you mean? But like you That's before you, you, before you moved to Tulsa. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm Tulsa. Yeah, but Columbus didn't recently come from Columbus. Yeah, mm-hmm. he came. He from came from Austin. Columbus was where he was born. He was oh. in Austin. Okay. Yeah. Where were you, where would you be, Andrew? Bartlesville. Bartlesville. Oh, you'd be Bartlesville. So boring. I'd be Where's Irving. Name <laughs> Irving. Irving. Because I was born in Irving, Texas. That's oh. a decent name. So I feel like that kind of fits within the. Irving is like in a Zombie Land universe, and I feel like Tulsa fits within the, the Zombie Land universe. Tulsa's a, little bit. a good name. See now, uh, if I were you, uh, or one of you, I'd think about. Uh, your street name, you know, pick another ta- pick another town. One hundred forty fifth. Just pick another t- t- town in Oklahoma that's good. <laughs> My family's from Henrietta. I could be Henrietta. Broken Arrow is just too much of a mouthful for me. Yeah, yeah well, you go by BA. You could go by BA. <laughs> um, I don't know who wants to be like Coita. <laughs> so I got an interesting one. I mean, my favorite Oklahoma town name is Bug Tussle. Yeah, that's, that's a great good one. one. That's a good one. <laughs> well, always will be my. Favorite. Or you could be OKC. I mean, you're not from there, but that'd be yeah. an all right. That sounds like it would fit. But yeah, the zombie, zombie apocalypse. Movies. Who's gonna check? We could go yeah. by Claremore. No. And also, <laughs> they never necessarily. Uh, they never necessarily. I was talking to my wife about this last night. They never necessarily establish that it's necessarily where you're from. It just could be where you're going. So like, uh, like the reason that like Tallahassee says Tallahassee, but he doesn't necessarily say that's where I'm from. He goes, "Where are you headed?" And he says Columbus, and he goes Tallahassee. Mm. So, like, maybe he's headed to Tallahassee because maybe he lived there for a while, but he clearly was coming from the east in that first movie. Or from, excuse me, coming from the west in that movie. Okay. So, I don't know. It could be where you're going. So, Josh, where do you want to go? You want to go to Austin. We even talk about what we're, we're talking about yet? I have never said what movie we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it should be obvious. It should be obvious. Yeah. By the Austin's title that you a decent name. On. That's a real human name, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll take Austin. So we're coming. So, uh, uh, Zombieland so, Two. So, like, you clicked on the title. You know what? You know what we're doing. <laughs> Zombieland yeah. Double Tap. Do- oh yeah, it's not really called Zombieland Two. No. It's called Zombieland Double Tap, which is a nice reference, though. I think it doesn't really make sense, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, Zombieland Two is Double Tap. I'm gonna call it whatever. <laughs> Just came out this though. year. A full ten years and sixteen days later. <laughs> yeah. I learned that in the last episode no, from no, David's math. Ten years. Ten years and sixteen, 16 days. days. I messed up last time. So, uh, it's our last Halloween-themed uh, movie of the month before Halloween fully hits. You want to call it that, yeah. I mean, sure, it's not really, but it kind of is. We wanted to do sort of horror comedies this year. Yeah, they're fun. They're more fun. So, this one, is, it's kind of a second verse, same as the first situation. The cast is mostly the same. You got everyone returning, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin. Mm-hmm. Some of them with new Academy Award hardware <laughs> yep. with them. Yep. All of them have been nominated, but some of them actually won. We have two main new cast members, uh, more supporting characters in Zoe Deutsch and Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Everyone then, else is just kind of... Well, we think about Egon uh, Zaga. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Say I may what? have it wrong. What? Uh, the guy who played Berkeley. Oh, is he Lord. famous? I don't know if he's famous or not. I'd argue that Thomas Middleditch and Luke O.O. Wilson yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, they, they, they were, were cameos. But they were cameos, yeah, but that's more okay. or less. But yes, Luke and, and uh, Thomas are in the movie. So 
another very similar situation as the first one. The the team has settled down as a family living in the White House. And uh, spoiler alert for this movie. Spoiler alert right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Wichita and Little Rock <clears throat> go missing. And Emma, uh, Wichita comes back. I can't find Little Rock. She left me. And the movie sets off an adventure for all of them to find Little Rock. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what the movie's about. Okay. One word. Okay, one word to describe the movie. Andrew, as usual, you go first without accidentally telling me to go yeah, first. Yeah, then tell, you tell David and then. Fresh. Okay. Fresh. Andrew says fresh. Mm. I will say rewarding. Madison. <laughs> and then Josh. Josh is always disappointed when we get to him too quickly because he No, I knew ever... my word for this one oh. coming in. I just, one of them always throws me off, and this time it was that one. <laughs> you just named a character. I. Okay. She describes the movie for him. Oh, okay. Uh, my word was family. This movie's about family. Oh, that's a good word. That's, that's good. Right. Perfect. That's a nice word. That's perfect. That was what I was going to get into. Yeah. So, um, Andrew said fresh. Yeah. A fresh sequel. A fresh sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Almost the same as the first movie, but <laughs> somehow, <laughs> I didn't even choose something that's ran- I just chose it as random, and I, and I broke just- them. Because, like, yes, not only is it a sequel, but when you break down the plot points, it is almost the same movie. And I'm not saying that to knock it. It's just that it hits the same plot points. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really fresh. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't know. I feel like it is a, a fresh in the sense that it's nice to see uh, a sequel that really uh, does well. Because I feel like it does I mean, it yeah. is no, fresh no, no. in the market today. Yeah, that's true. What I'm saying is it is Zombieland 1 and Zombieland 2 are both about uh, – the two girls leaving them and then them chasing them and then them ending up in a big open place where zombies come and attack them. Like, it's the same movie. Right. It's good, though. In the good, in the good but way. it's the same movie. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's been 10 years since the last movie. Yeah. And I, lo- I love that they took their time with it. And okay. uh, I don't. You don't? No. Okay. He, wanted it, he wanted it sooner. I wanted yeah. it, in, like, in 2012. <laughs> um, but, like, no, I, I just think it's fresh because it's – um, it, it's, it, it's, it, is it kind of like your regular sequel? Yeah, a little bit, but you know what? I, I, this one I'll accept because it's, it's, uh, the humor is still there. The humor's still there. The action is still very good. And, uh, you meet a slug of new characters that are all, that are, that are all interesting. A slug of, slug new, of new characters? Yeah. I guess that's I don't think that's a... Is that a term? No. To, in this context? I just... I just made I mean, it up. You know, the American, I've, I've said it all my life. The English dictionary is That doesn't open. make me confident. <laughs> I think what you're looking for is a slew of new characters. A slew. <laughs> a slug of new characters, I guess, makes sense because it's a gun. Because you're making a gun reference. Okay, it's a slug. <laughs> you know, it's a shotgun slug, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yes. what Andrew's yes. going for. <laughs> I have so, broken everybody again. Yeah, it's, well, by saying words like shivy. You bring in a... <laughs> Fresh slug of things that don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got a slug of weird words. Um, so yeah, you picked. Uh, I forgot. What I said. You? I said rewarding. You said rewarding because okay. uh, <laughs> because I think like the first one, Zombieland Double Tap sort of checks all the right boxes. You know, like it does everything that it needs to do. It's uh, it, it leans on the audience's memory of the first movie pretty heavily. Like there are tons of little tiny mm-hmm. Easter eggs and references. That if you uh, watch the, if you remember the first movie, or if like me, you watched Zombieland one uh, right before. Uh, again, like I watched it um, on the Friday 
before it came out and then went and watched uh, Zombieland Double Tap. So, like, there were things that, like, I just saw, and I go, oh, I got that. So there are a lot of little things where they lean on your audi- on the audience's memory um, but still tell a fairly new story because where the story of the first film was um, Jesse Eisenberg's character sort of finding a family, this is about what happens after families grow up. Because Abigail's Presle- Abigail Breslin's character has grown from being a 13-year-old to being, you know, I guess close to 23 now. Te- it, well, I mean, I don't know the, uh, the timeline, but there is a part of the movie where they celebrate her birthday and she's at least 18. So she's grown up to the point of of being sort of a teen and wanting to do something else. Like and then you have the story of uh, the, the you know the accompanying story with um, with Wichita and Columbus kind of growing up. Uh, well, one of them is kind of growing apart from the other in terms of their relationship. There's a certain feeling from Wichita that their relationship's gone stale. So like it doesn't just it's not just all you know sunshine and roses since the last movie. These characters have grown and they've developed new opinions and uh, it's kind of interesting because the girls feel trapped sort of in this rut and like they need they need room to breathe unfortunately they're also surrounded by zombies so it kind of makes for a unique take on this idea of wanting to get away from home and not realizing that that's where you need to be so i i find it very rewarding because the characters have grown they've come back and we get to see a new story with them that yeah. feels like it does it's worthy of telling yeah. unfortunately you took my entire family conversation away from me so. well go ahead josh this is it we can talk it's a conversation <laughs> what, did, what did you like about <clears throat> that well, we skipped over the guy who just named a character as well so listen why did you choose madison i wonder <laughs> madison for me is an absolute scene stealer in this movie. oh she's great she, she is. is a she is a fresh character she is so much fun and as much as you think in the first one Columbus should not survive, there is absolutely no reason why this woman should be alive. But she is just so much fun and, and really, for me, provides a spark into this movie, mm-hmm. something that we haven't seen. And and going back to what I said in the first one, where there are really no dumb characters, this is a dumb character but is also written very smartly. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the dynamic that she brought. She's such a drask or a stark difference to Drass. Yeah, <laughs> Drass. Not, I was thinking of Drax. Drass um, slug. She's a Drass. <laughs> we have a Drass she's slug of a stark difference from Wichita uh-huh. in every way, but somehow they they also work well together. And I really, really ingen- genuinely enjoyed what she brought to this movie. And for me made this movie that much better. Oh, absolutely. We'll have to have an extended conversation about Madison because I had a lot of... I couldn't stop thinking about her, in not in a, in a rude way, but in a, in terms of her role in the story um, during yeah. the film. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But Josh, let's get Can't back to, to family. Can't wait to listen to that. Huh? Can't wait to listen to that. Well, I'm, I, I'm I have, intrigued. I had some different I liked theories. her as a character. I didn't think she added a lot, but that's okay. Uh, I have... Oh, that, that's the, not, that might be part of, part of my point, yeah, but we'll get okay. to that in a minute. What, so let's so, talk about family, so Josh. So family... So it's about... The movie's about family to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I touched on it very briefly in my Letterbox review, uh, Josh G77, <laughs> uh, on Letterbox. Uh, you can read that there. So it's a zombie movie, but it's it's about more than that. Um, what I like about Zombieland as a franchise is both movies... Um, show that these movies can and should be about more than the monsters. 
they are kind of like uh, a typical family unit at its core in a zombie world. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have Wichita and Columbus going through their first real significant hurdle as a as a couple. Mm. You have um, Little Rock and Tallahassee, their father-daughter situation they've got going on. Though they're not really father-daughter, he's kind of taken her in as a daughter since she was so young when they met. And now she's going through her rebellious, I'm an adult phase and doesn't mm-hmm. want his clinginess anymore. So they fight over that. Right. And um, there's also Little Rock's struggle to find – she wants romance – she can't find it anywhere, especially holed up in the White House. Right. Um, Tallahassee kind of deals with that too, though he's not really looking for it. He realizes somewhere along the way that he might want it. It might not be that bad. Might not be that bad. Yeah. So it's so much more about family uh, than any other zombie movie I know of, and a lot of other movies in general that I know of. Yeah, and there's a lot of you know there's so, a lot of heart in that. There's a lot of heart. So the core message of the movie to me was family. Yeah. And sort of like, you know, I guess appreciating each other um, and appreciating what each other's wants because that's kind of what drives Little Rock away Yeah, is uh, Woody Harrelson's character in Tallahassee not really uh, listening or understanding, you know, her when she says, I want to I do more than just hide out with you guys for the rest of my life. I want to go out and meet other people if we can, you know. Yeah. So what were everyone's favorite parts of the movie? Um I also uh, am avoiding Bill Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even though he's a post-credit. Yeah. My favorite scene was when Albuquerque showed up. Albuquerque and Flagstaff. Albuquerque and Flagstaff. Played by Luke Luke Wilson, Thomas Middleditch cameo. Yeah. Who plays sort of weird clones of Tallahassee and... uh, and Columbus. It's like that episode of Seinfeld whenever they're... Yeah. It's the good Jerry. Yeah, the bizarro, <laughs> yeah. bizarro Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. The bizarro Jerry shows yeah. up. We have... To, and I, I like Luke Wilson, and to see him in this was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. So... Mm, he's so, in the trailer, but that's okay. So, um... A little... A little <laughs> you couldn't have been surprised. The great, he's in the trailer. Yeah, was, they had... Was yeah, he? Like yeah. Oh, okay. That, well. That's that's an unfortunate part of the trailer, is that... That very funny scene is spoiled in the trailer. Oh, yeah, okay. it's just, it's, it, is, it is too bad. But it, luckily, that ended up being so much more than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the scene that happened, the, the scene as it progressed, got more interesting and way more entertaining. Yes. Yeah. So, as a, as a, when I, this also ties into my word of rewarding because um, I loved the first Zombieland. Um, right. I maybe we went over that last maybe week. Maybe didn't talk about it as much in last week's show, but. I was so obsessed with it becoming a TV show. I really wanted it to happen because I thought it was such a great idea. And I remember uh, reading about um, the production of the first movie. And there's an Easter egg in this movie for people who who knew that. Um, Albuquerque and Flagstaff were Columbus and Tallahassee's original names in the first script. They were gonna. That was the, that was the name of those characters. Um, oh. Wichita has always been Wichita. Little Rock. You guys might enjoy this. Was originally named Stillwater. As in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Huh. Okay. Um, so uh, that's a really cool Easter egg to just like squeeze in. Like, hey, you know, we never end up using Albuquerque and Flagstaff. We change it to some uh, some more Eastern <coughs> names. Let's bring let's bring them back and have uh, a lot of fun with that idea. And they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're hilarious. The way they kind of like uh, uh, replicate Tallahassee and Columbus's characters, but also kind of a little different because the Albuquerque seems to care a little bit more. 
to he seems to be a little bit nicer to uh, Flagstaff. You know, he's like telling him, like, I love you, buddy. You're my, you know, my good. He's not my sidekick. He's my. Uh, he's my brother. They're he's very brother. affectionate toward each other. Yeah, they're yeah. really cool. Yeah, so what I, while this, the, it is spoiled in the trailer that they happen, mm-hmm. I liked that um, I did. I thought they were going to be a significant part of the movie. I didn't think that they were going to die so quickly going mm-hmm. into it. Um, that was one nice part of this movie compared to the first one. In the first movie, we didn't really see so much people turning into zombies. Yeah. We saw it a lot in this one. Uh, you really only see 406 turn into a zombie in the first one. Yeah, and she kind of turns, turns off screen. And she's not a main character. Like, they introduce people who are main or supporting characters in this film, and they threaten to turn them into zombies, and yeah. sometimes they do. Yeah, it was really cool. It heightens the threat that our heroes will turn into and, one. And honestly, I want to say that I, I thought it was really funny, um, but I actually uh, think it's great. I think they I think it they took just long enough with this bit of having basically Tallahassee talking to another version of himself and another version of Columbus yeah. who has commandments instead of rules and they're all different. He has his own creative text in the sky. Like they ran that joke right up to the limit of where it would have stopped being funny because it could have started to wear thin mm-hmm. if they had kept that up the whole movie. But instead they built it into having probably one of the cooler action sequences of the movie, which is a long uh, one uh, where you have Tallahassee, Columbus, Albuquerque, and uh, Flagstaff fighting yeah. all over this yeah. uh, Elvis hotel, and most of it's hand-to-hand combat. It's it is, not just it's, general blasting. Wait, which because they're, they're the T eight thousands. Yeah, they're, they're is it thousand or hundred? Eight hundred. The T eight hundreds super that, hardcore that don't really respond to weapons, which I loved. Yeah, we learned that the zombies have evolved over time, much as like everything, yes. like them yes. as characters have evolved. Very the cool. zombies have evolved. You got your Homers, which are dumb oafs. You got your Hawkings, which are a little smarter, mm-hmm. and then you've got your ninjas, and they are learning about a new zombie that's out there. And eventually, they run into them. Uh, they call them the T eight hundreds because they just don't die; they keep coming, they keep going. They're dedicated for whatever they're after. So, whenever Albuquerque and Flagstaff show up at this Elvis themed hotel, um, you get to see them in action a little more. And then I I enjoyed the action scene because there are callbacks to the original one. So we whenever in the first one. Tallahassee and Columbus are in the grocery store and Columbus is leading a zombie down a grocery aisle. He's like, don't swing, don't swing. And then he slides and then he swings and he says, or then they do that with this one. Right. But it shows, you know, a little callback from the first one and it shows that the zombies have evolved because of the fact, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm don't worry. Off, off mic. I'm sorry. Josh almost just, spilled I'm a whole lot of coke. I've had a whole... And then he chugged the rest of it. There's been a oh comic thing going on over here. Goodness gracious. I, I am like so you. sorry. I'm not laughing at but you. But you're right. I didn't think you were laughing I, at me. Yeah. I just thought you were distracting me yeah. because of I've the been, laughter. I've been paying I've been delicate, delicate attention show. to this. <laughs> but they do another setup where Columbus is running... Don't swing, don't swing, don't swing. He slides under the thing, and I then the zombie that. ducks underneath it, too. So they, uh, it just shows, you know, it's a callback, but it's also saying, here's the evolution. These zombies are a lot smarter. Mm-hmm. They pose more danger. You yeah. can't just keep doing the same thing. And I really like that small little element that fans would remember. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, yeah. And like I said, it's all shot in like a cool, like, I don't know. It's almost a one take. It is. A, I, well, I think it's like a, I think they have some disguised cuts in there, yeah. but it is presented as a one take as mm. like, you know, uh, they have this kind of like room that's divided really by like one small hallway. Yeah. And it just, they just spill from spot to spot, room to room and uh, the camera following uh, one or four of them at a time. 
And uh, yeah, and it's that, that same time we get introduced to Rosario Dawson, which was one of my favorite parts is because Rosario Dawson, as we talked about in our Clerks 2 podcast, you should go check that out, uh, is one of the best. She's just so natural in like every movie she's in. She just comes across as like she fits no matter where you put her. Mm-hmm. And she comes across so cool as sort of like the female counterpart, Nevada to Tallahassee, you know, and um, I yeah, really Yeah, she won't even it. tell him. Where she's from, yeah, until, from specifically until later, yeah. much later. You don't get, you don't get, you uh, get the state. That's you it. get the state. That's as close as you're going to get. Yeah, you know. So uh, she's all about Elvis. Woody Harrelson or uh, Tallahassee's all about Elvis. They have a good connection, uh, and it's very funny. And then uh, turns out she also has a connection with Albuquerque, which gets a little awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fun. I I also liked the them turning. You getting a chance to see people turn because it does that scene where. Flagstaff and Albuquerque turn really set a, like enhance some a surprise that happens a little bit later. Earlier in the movie, you had seen Madison, who they had picked up and they're traveling with. She has this. They get into a fight with some zombies. She almost gets bit. Looks like she could have been bit in the foot. Then they get back in the car. She starts getting sick. They take her out in the woods. You hear some gunshots. Bang bang. Double tap. She doesn't. She's not seen again. You see these people, you see Albuquerque and Flagstaff, when they turn, they have the same reactions. They're throwing up. They're getting sick. They're inaudible and, and, and ravenous. And their faces are turning, yeah. And so later on in the movie, as it continues, you see a clown car, which has shown up whenever Madison and them got into that fight with the zombies. And they're like, what is that clown car doing? And then she is driving the car. So they had met up again. And you think it it just does a really good job of leading you to believe that they had killed her because they had the same symptoms, but then she comes back as and that really enhances the surprise. And again, I just really enjoyed the dynamic that she brought with this group. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um so Madison is definitely like a, a scene stealer. She's yeah. I kept waiting to get tired of her and I just didn't. Nope. Like yeah. Zoe Deutsch does a great job uh, in this movie. She's hilarious. And um, just the different ways she would just like the little the little asides I think are the best. Where she's like, he's funny, and and uh, Columbus says something like, yeah, don't talk to him. And she goes, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> like something that I feel like normally when written or or played, like the other character wouldn't respond to yeah, what Columbus yeah. like, don't, don't talk to him. There'd just be silence after that. But her just going, okay, just yeah. like really loud. It's it, it made me laugh. Um, her dynamic with all the characters is hilarious. Whether it's Columbus. Tallahassee saying, uh, you know why she's alive? Because zombies eat brains, and she ain't got no. <laughs> like it's hilarious. It made me. I that was one of the. It was one of the the earlier lines to make me laugh out loud in my chair. Um, and uh, well, and, and the first when they meet, they meet her in the mall, and she's been living in the freezer of Pinkberry. Yeah, and they're just like. <laughs> She's like, it gets really chilly in there. And they go, why don't you just turn it off? I couldn't find the switch. <laughs> and then just, again, the whole thing, like, you can just tell the animosity that Tallahassee has. And she's like, I'm picking up a big anti-me vibe from yeah. you. And he's like, oh, really? And she's like, I'm really good at surviving. I'm, like, really, 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 really fast. And then that gets into the rules. Yeah. And she's, like, so enamored with Columbus and his rules. And this is after Wichita had up and deserted both of them. So... So she just really adds that dynamic of like rebound. My other thing with Madison is I kept waiting for there to be a reveal with Madison. Mm. And if I had a problem with the movie, that might be it. But it's probably more my problem than it is a problem with the actual film. Is 
The movie does one thing at the beginning of the movie. Uh, well, there's several things. But, I mean, the key thing is is that instead of rules given to you at the beginning, like the first film, you get new zombies. Yeah. You get dumb zombies, fast, sneaky zombies, and smart zombies. So when Madison appeared, it felt to me like they were setting up that Madison is some sort of new zombie type that they haven't incurred that can look and act like normal people and play the long game. Because they kept talking about these new zombies that were smarter and able to hunt. And so I kept waiting for like something to happen there. And it slowly became, I, I, as I started to go, okay, okay, maybe that's not what they're doing. And then when she started to turn, but we never saw her get directly bitten, I thought, okay, maybe she got bit 10 years ago or 9 years ago, however long ago it was. But because she's been living in the freezer, it slowed down the virus so it, she never got fully taken she or something. really overthought the I know. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was waiting for there to be some kind of... Sometimes and, it and so, stay nothing there. And so then when she started to turn again, I was like, oh, now she's starting to turn. She's been out of the freezer for too long. She's starting to turn now. But even that wasn't the case. So I was like waiting and waiting because it seemed almost too coincidental that they would run into like the first person they run into in years. Because, like, we never see them run into anybody else except for Bill Murray in the first Zombieland. And this is, like, the first person they've seen in years. Yeah. Had that been the case, I would have been so upset. And so I was waiting. Because, like, why tell us about smart zombies? Like, well, because they show why tell up. us about smart, no, but they don't really that much. The yes, only other do. time they call out a Hawking is like e- they easily put down a Hawking. He like sneaks, up, he's man- he manages to climb up a, a ladder and get on top of the bus. But the yell, Hawking, Hawking, those are the, the smart T eight hundreds are not just smart; they're they're super strong. Right. Yeah, so why not just not mentioned in the just beginning. stick with the T eight hundreds and the and the ninjas and the and the the the, the, the homers, like. Introducing this idea that they're smart zombies led me to believe, okay, a smart zombie is going to co- crop up at some point in this movie and out and like do something they they're not expecting, but we never really got that. I mean, this could be me overthinking now, but maybe it was a misdirect. It might have been because that was what I, cause I kept waiting for, and I kept waiting for her to like secretly be like way smarter than she leads on. Especially I just when she, she was an idiot the whole time. Especially yeah. when she, when she, I never thought she was. A well, I was ready anything. for them to make like okay, they're all very stereotypical, but I was ready for her to be sort of like a classic, yeah. like high school, uh, uh, you know, mean girl, and like she plays really dumb because that's how she gets people to let her in, kind of like yeah. what Wichita and, and Little Rock did in the first movie. They play a certain character when they're you know when they're when they're first introduced, and then they get what they need especially when she seduced quote unquote columbus i was like okay here's some here's kind of her real character coming out because she's being like more aggressive she's being more forward and she's not necessarily talking the same way she's saying like i'm gonna get this or i'll go and do it with that guy or something like that and he's like oh, okay i'll do it but i guess so i kept waiting for a turnout for her to be like evil or secretly smarter than she actually was um but uh, but that wasn't the case the point, but at the end of the day, though, she's hilarious. So it worked out. Uh, just to add a little bit to it, um, I thought maybe she she may have been like an evolved zombie to where she could Jeez. like take on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, that's hold what on. I said. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's what I said. My eyes done crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what that's they. That's just sh- what he said. That's all. He's no, been saying it for let, 20 minutes. I want to hear your evolved thoughts zombie. on the evolved zombie. Go ahead. But like, where well, like we need to be more. Where like she can interchange between like a normal like like looking normal, mm-hmm. 
like looking normal, mm-hmm. and then immediately turn. Right. I'm gonna and tell you both right now. That's a dumb idea, and it's a bad idea. idea. Do you remember how it awful it was? Idea. What was it? Transformers Two when they had human Transformers. Yeah, that was, was stupid. Then it would have been that stu- a thing. Yeah. It yes. That, yeah. He that. was going off to college. Oh, there was another girl. She was a regular oh, looking human being. In Revenge and of the Fallen. She was a damn robot. It was really oh, stupid, it was and it would have been the same exact thing. Now I am not claiming in any way that it was a good idea. Right. Sorry, David. But it's just it it's just. I think basic ideas of, of storytelling and conditioning have told me when they tell you something at a beginning of a movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's Chekhov's gun. What I like, you know, you yeah. can't you can't introduce a concept into a film and then never pay it off. You know, so like that was my thought was okay. They haven't run into like a single person in years. You know, outside of Bill Murray, the first person they ran they now they've run into somebody after introducing the idea of new kinds of zombies. So like my thought process there was either she is one or she will become one. And when she started to turn, I thought, here we go. And then when she came back and she wasn't a zombie anymore, I mean, it turned out to be a nut allergy, yeah. which is funny. But, it's, it's funny. but funny. when she came back and she was normal again, that only led to my, that only helped give credence to my theory was like, okay, wait, how is she not a zombie again? Like it only, it only made me think, Something is up with Madison, but nothing was really up with Madison. She's no, actually no. just a hilarious the, character. What's yeah. good about her character is that she's exactly what she you you're told she is, mm. and she doesn't change to the extent where she doesn't. So, like Columbus has to remind everyone, and I think in extension at the audience that she's a human being. Yeah, <laughs> because the instinct is to hate her mm-hmm. just because of how she acts. She's a, she's dumb and yeah, and she, gets in the way. Yeah, and causes them all. Yeah, kinds and of in hell. this post. Post a proca, what did she call it? Post a Post a propolis world that yeah. they live in. Yeah. She is someone who will weigh you down. Yeah, she can't remember yeah. anyone's name. Like she's someone who will get you killed. When they had the fake death for her, they came back, and that yeah. was what popped up over the screen was travel light. Yeah, yeah. You but know? even even in with all that, she doesn't even get a redeeming moment. No, not really. She never does anything heroic. No. I mean, she chucks something off a building. Yeah. And hit a zombie. Yeah, but she doesn't have this big moment where you're yeah. like, she's proven her worth. Yeah. She never proves her worth, and I, that's what makes her even well, better to me. Okay. Like, yeah, she chucks something off the roof and, like, maces a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah. Um, I also wanted to say. She really got lucky. What? She got lucky with it. With the mace? Y- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, this would have been a good time for you to compare this movie to Back to the Future, (laughs) like you did last week, very strangely, because Zoe Deutsch is Hollywood royalty. Mm -hmm. She's she's the daughter of Leah Thompson. Oh, okay. Who is Mark McFly's didn't. I did not know that. Andrew doesn't know nothing. No, I don't. But uh, no, I did not know that. So that she's she's she, she's great, and she comes from great genes. Yeah. Well, alrighty then. Great acting genes. Yeah. Well, and just throughout great the whole Scott. movie, she just has these moments that really shine for me. Like you, you and I talked after you had seen it, where Tallahassee has this moment throughout the movie where he like wants to be on his own. The call of the wild is coming to him, and he wants to go out and do his own thing. And he's he wants they, to chase his native. Yes. Yeah. 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 They get to the Babylon where they're going, and he's like, "Okay, it's time for me to leave." And she's all upset, and she goes, "I'll never forget you, whatever your name is." And yeah. he said, "Tallahassee." She goes, "What did she say? Do you remember?" Uh, I don't know. She she says a lot of different things. My favorite one is at the end. She says, "Salty taffy." Yeah, she says, "Salty taffy." She calls taffy. him several you, different things throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. You took a lot. Uh, of notes. I, yeah, I did. I will never forget you. I will never forget you, Sally Tally. Is what she yeah. says. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid every time, but it's yeah. it's done in such an endearing way because it's 
it, it's just really funny. It makes I me really want to watch it again now because she's a, she yeah. is one of the highlights, and and it's her her being thrown into the barrel with Wichita and Tallahassee and Columbus that really helps give this movie, I feel like, a little bit of life because I think oftentimes sequels, it's just like you said, Josh, <laughs> the same story, and and nothing nothing not enough new happens to really shake things up and by introducing this character and Berkeley and kind of giving Little Rock a little bit of independence because mm-hmm. I think of the four characters in the first movie she's the most uh she's she's a t- she's a strong young character but she's really dependent she's a child. on Wichita yeah. and this kind of sets her off on her own story and she actually has a a good moment of you know self-realization in this movie you throw in a character like Berkeley you throw in a character like uh Madison and then you have your cameos from Luke Wilson, Thomas Middleditch. You have uh, Rosario Dawson. It gives the character something new to bounce off of, and uh, you know reasons to to, to present themselves uh, again for the first time. And I, I think that uh, it's a strength of this movie is its new characters. Yeah. 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 Yes. And they advance the story along. So again, I don't. They never really say how long it's been. It's been a long time. Yeah, that, should have like, left you with that Adobe. Me and to. me and my I wife had a debate over this. I thought he said it's been ten years. Did he say it? I now, think he said it's my, been ten years. I, I my wife heard said. the heard nine years, and I heard him say several years. You should have taken notes. Oh, I heard ten. Uh, several yeah. years. I never heard yeah. what he says in the movie. Year. I never heard a specific yeah. year either. But I think it was ten years. We see uh, it has been one month at the beginning of the movie. They have uh, t- Columbus and, and and Wichita have their breakup. Yeah, and then a month goes by. Right. We do yeah. know so that? That's much. the timeline, and I think that is. I don't know. For me, the time they've been together for so long, the, a problem arises where Columbus proposes to Wichita, and that's what sets all of this stuff in motion as far as like the road trip, because the proposal really freaks out Wichita, mm-hmm. and then the very next day, she and Little Rock up and leave, deserting them all. And I, I had a little bit of problem with that in a sense of like they have been together for so long. Like, whether or not it's been, I mean, it's been at least five years, because if she was 12 Mm. in the first one, we see that she's at least 18 now. Mm. So there's been, I don't know, was it, however many years? Six years at least. So, and they've been a couple for that long. Like, you wouldn't think that at this point in time, the thought of a proposal would freak you out that much, just Mm -hmm. because of how long you've been together and in solitude. Yeah. And you've been in a relationship that long. So that whole aspect of it, I get the symbolism of it, and maybe that's the problem. But, like, in the long run, in this post-apocalyptic world, why is that the catalyst? Yeah, I yeah. mean, and it feels her like— Her number yeah. one rule is don't get attached. Right, yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. been her, attached for the last six force. years. Right, and she's seeing that she was wrong in the moment. Yeah. yeah. yeah but she then feels like, yeah, it was a mistake. She gets a taste of her own medicine whenever she tells—they pick up Berkeley. They—then uh, Little Rock and Berkeley— drive away into the sunset together and that's where the main problem is because again uh little rock is wanting to be a teen she wants that romance she wants that other connection outside of just her her dad yeah Yeah. her brother-in-law and her sister like that's all she's ever known she's never been independent and so she's looking for that and finds it with berkeley finds it with berkeley who is a pacifist we haven't really talked about him he's a pacifist doesn't fight Wants to go to a Babylon, which is basically like a commune where there's no violence, and really, Tallahassee's not a fan of this guy. No, mm. it's really one of my another favorite moment of mine because she goes, he's a pacifist, and he's like, and he throws everywhere. He goes, he goes, I have nothing against pacifists, 
I just want to kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think uh, Woody Harrelson does a better job as Tallahassee in this film than the first one. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's so much more fun uh, because of moments like that. He gets so angry at the idea of his, in his mind, adopted daughter yeah. dating this hippie freak pacifist yeah. guy yeah. in a world where you have to kill every day to survive. Yeah, and he's and he and he kind of relishes. He's like, you're telling to do that. me she's dating a musician. <laughs> yeah, he can't even handle that he's a musician. <laughs> yeah. Let alone the pacifist thing. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's the literal um, situation of like you know symbolically this would be like you know you've raised your daughter to be I don't know she like gives, join he the, gives her a gun. You like you like raise her to join Elvis's the army. Gun. He like raises her to join the army. And she runs off and joins the Peace Corps because she met some hippie dude. You know, like that's yeah. that's the analogy he's, here. And he's so angry and it's so funny. It's just funny. He's got this like borderline adorable love of Elvis. Yeah, he loves Elvis so much it's almost cute. Yeah. Elvis, yeah. Uh, Elvis is kind of the Twinkie of this movie. He because, is the yeah. Twinkie because he, he and got the Bill Murray. His, <laughs> he got his uh, soul. He got his 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 driving force of getting a Twinkie in the last movie. And since that time, he's grown to sort of become more of a family man of yeah. sorts. And part of all he wanted to but, do was uh, to see Graceland. But uh, Elvis thing. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it's been destroyed. Uh, they find the Hound Dog Hotel. Uh, Which is a good substitute. It's a yeah. good substitute. A lot of Elvis memorabilia was there. Um, His actual get some new blue suede shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Tallahassee gets to wear the, the – isn't that like the – comeback special suit or something yeah, i look yeah. at andrew because he's old his little jumpsuit <laughs> um he's really good uh he's also obsessed with the idea of like i said earlier uh returning to his native roots um specifically he he talks a lot about this uh, old like myth about the great buffalo jump yeah where mm-hmm. they herded all the buffalo off, off the, cliff. the cliff yeah and that ends up being the climax of the film when yeah. he gets to run his own the great american zombie run yeah um zombie kill of the century yeah yeah he has a lot of great moments like that there was something else though related to um tallahassee in particular i want to talk about that was a good running bit and there are some eh, i have a lot of i have tentacles to this mm-hmm. so um, he's, his catchphrase is not up or shut up. Right. And there are several references about how that's very old style. Yeah. Um, um, which one is it? Flagstaff, I think, calls it very 2009. Yeah, that's yeah. And, very 2009. And Wichita crazy. overtly laughs at it, yeah. which was a reference to the movie being from 2009. Mm. Yeah. And being old. And it's brought up a couple more times. And weirdly enough, I think my biggest laugh of the movie was toward the end when she goes, you really need a new catchphrase. And he just, without missing a beat, goes, well, let's go kick some dicks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I laughed so hard because it was so unexpected. Yeah. It's very funny. And she says, just because it rhymes doesn't make it a good catchphrase. Now, one of my tentacles to this is the whole, uh, I mentioned the 2000 thing. The movie is a lot more self-referential than the first one was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that bothers me a little bit. You mentioned Deadpool 2 earlier. Mm-hmm. These are the same writers. Deadpool 2 does it to a fault, mm-hmm. where it's too referential and it dates itself badly. This one doesn't do mm-hmm. that as bad, but it does it a little bit. Um, there's the re- 2009 references. There's the like the Walking Dead reference when he's reading the Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, he's reading the Walking Dead, like, which would have... It was like a... a la- it, it was kind of a cheap joke. Would have come out around the time uh, Zombieland 1 was made. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the one that uh, didn't didn't really make a lot of sense continuity wise where in the in the (laughs) (laughs) 
there was another one that didn't make sense continu- continuity wise. Where in the White House there is a there is a poster of of Obama. Yeah, when he wouldn't have been president. I don't guess yeah. he would. I mean, it depends on exactly when Zombieland was supposed to have started. Well, so Zomb- Zombieland came out in 2009. Right. We established that it's been at least a year yeah. of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And Obama took office in 2009. So right. he just can't have been the president timeline yeah. wise. And so, like I said, it's va- it's so it's it's literally a nitpick. Yeah. But it was like well maybe mm, it's it's the kind of mistake that didn't exist in the first. Maybe one. the uh, I don't know who cares. Uh, exactly. It doesn't gonna, matter. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I was gonna, just, I was gonna uh, come up with like a, a, I was gonna come up with like you know a, 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 an in-universe reason, right? But I mean, unless this is an really... alternate universe where he was president earlier, but like yeah. that seems like too much work. Or you know, I was gonna say they're not the first people to go and try to live in the White House that maybe somebody else did, and they happen right. to bring with right. them an Obama poster because right. it wasn't a big something. deal. It's not mentioned. It's just in on just the in wall. The background. Yeah. So it felt. It it didn't add to the story. It just felt like a wink to the audience, like, yeah. "Hey, remember the first one's old." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? But I think. But that's the, the Deadpool two rubbing off on it. At least in my opinion, the, these movies, both of them, are just so good and entertaining, and and they suck you in, and that you have to get to a point where you nitpick. And, and so one of the nitpicks that I have, and I think this is a little more story driven than some of the like nitpicky things like that, but that makes sense. For me, one of the biggest problems that I had with this movie was the whole scene on the bus or like the tour bus scene. Mm-hmm. That was a waste of time yeah. because it was just a big circle where they ended back where they came from. And I had a problem with it where they're driving along the highway, slam on the brakes. They see a tour bus. Tallahassee really hates this minivan. Mm-hmm. He wants to get in this tour bus. So they go to this abandoned area. Alarm goes off. A bunch of zombies come in. They eventually beat the zombies they get on the tour bus bam they go flat immediately they immediately. like drive and then boom and then there's a, you see the little clown thing that comes back in yeah. in the in the future <clears throat> but then columbus is afraid of clowns and he's like no, no this is a deal breaker not driving so that. then they walk back to the highway and get on the minivan there's a way i understand what they were doing and they were trying to set up that you're going to need to remember this ridiculous car because it's going to set things up later. Yeah. But I feel like they could have done that in a better way that made sense for the story. Yeah. Where, like, they could have been on the highway, the tour bus is abandoned on the highway, so is the little clown car, and there's a horde of zombies that are just, like, crossing mm-hmm. the way. And it's a mix of the Hawkings and the Homers, and then that's where they first met the... The T-800 in this scene, too. So, like, they were setting up things. I just think that the way they handled it didn't work for me because if they would have done it to where you had all these vehicles on the car mm-hmm. and then you have this horde of zombies that you have to get through. Yeah. So they take them out. At some point well, in time, you could have shot out the, to- the tires of the bus, so that ruins that. He can still be like, no, let's just get in the van. We're already here. Well, I move to another thing, and then you just move on. For me, it just seemed like a, a little bit of a waste of time. It, but I think what you described is also exactly what happened. Yeah, I guess yeah, I don't you just know. I just up on the highway. Yeah, I just, just wanted, wanted it on the highway it, versus yeah, in a because it, it just seemed like it wasted too much time. It well, I think that's like, part of the joke. They went through all that for nothing. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's, that's it a, is a bit a of a diversion. Um, and say if the bus had kept like it, say the bus's tires don't go flat at that moment, and they keep and they're able to drive it for a little while, and some of the same events happen later, then you know it'd probably be fine because it feels like they did all that work and they didn't really get anything for it, but. Unfortunately, this like I, uh, this is unfortunate that uh, like even a nitpick is hard to like even like really complain about because everything about that whole sequence you described 
is funny and yeah. awesome. Like yeah, them fighting the zombies, them getting down to the bus where they're talking about, you know, like Wichita and Columbus are talking about their relationship in veiled terms. And, um, you know, uh, Madison asks for a different kind of shoes and she goes, oh yeah, you can borrow my strappy sandals. And she goes, okay. And then she goes like, what? <laughs> you guys are really sarcastic. It's, really it's, sarcastic. it's like the same joke. It's the Twinkie joke all over again too, where, Tallahassee sees this wonderful thing he wants, and as soon as he gets it, it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, there yeah. are no Twinkies in the truck, this, and this, the bus immediately breaks down. This yeah. minivan, yeah, he immediately uh, messes up the uh, the four the, uh, the 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 monster truck that they could, that they wanted to drive. Was it big Constantly. fat death? Big fat yeah, death. big fat death, yeah. and they gotta uh, they gotta drive this minivan. It keeps coming back. What a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, again, it's just a very small nitpick. I just felt like that big circle was kind of like a. There's something else they could have done that wouldn't have felt like such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. If I had a nitpick, I guess it'd just be like maybe the movie ties up a little too neatly at the end. I it feel does like tie very um, I mean, it's yeah. I was a little. It was very tense. Uh, the but the, the the great zombie run or j- zombie jump um, because I really was worried, especially because Columbus has the line, "The sacrifice of one man." Yeah. So like yeah. you're thinking, oh man, are they gonna go ahead and kill Tallahassee here? That'd be really yeah. It's weird because I mean, in hindsight. That's a lie. Yeah, it's like there a is no weird, sacrifice. Like, yeah. yeah, there's no like, there's not even like a, a, a metaphorical sacrifice. Right? No, he he, ju- they just lie to the audience. Yeah, that's, that's cool. You know, like it would have. So I was kind of like trying to figure out like what does he mean by that? Like after it happened, I was like, what did he mean by that? Why use that line? Um, unless it's just to deliberately set you up to think like. The, I mean, I think it is maybe, to deliberately. Make maybe us at think the end of the day, that's for the best because the thing is, a lot of people go into these type of movies not believing there's any chance the protagonists will die. So yeah. by saying that, all of a sudden now you're a little bit on edge. Right. Oh, the, and we talked about earlier. We've seen new characters be introduced and then turn into zombies. So mm-hmm. yeah. the threat that our heroes can exists. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's, it's kind of a little bit of the uh, the Fargo effect. Yeah. Because like the beginning of Fargo, it says based on a true story. Mm. But the thing is, but Fargo not. is not based it's on not. a true story. But because you think that going in, if you're a first time watcher, sorry, I might have spoiled that for somebody. <laughs> but you go in watching it the first time, and so you're watching like. It makes things a little bit more tense because you're like, wow, this actually happened to somebody. And you guys start to get really nervous because that's what happened to me. I started to get really nervous thinking, man, somebody actually lived this. This is god awful. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, once I found that out, I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. I mean, I. Well, I good job. I they believed that there was a very high chance that Tallahassee was going to die. Yeah. I, and I probably wouldn't either by that jump. That. Because jumping off that building is exactly in his character. Yes. He would do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yes, he grabbed under the hook. And then the zombie almost gets him. And I'm thinking, oh, the zombie's going to bite his foot. Well, and like they don't have any weapons, allegedly, because right. in this place they melt all those weapons. Just and really stupid. everyone yeah. has just given them up. Like, yeah, I, 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 get, I get the pacifism idea. But like, why wouldn't you at least store them? Yeah, yeah. yeah like you're, you're pretty <laughs> much like front, or at least have melee weapons. Right. Yeah. Hand to hand. Yeah. You don't like need at a gun, the end, but... they're fighting with like uh, you know shovels and pickaxes and stuff, which aren't necessarily awful. No. But like, have some swords around. Yeah. Right. Something. Yeah, something. You know, like something I don't sharp. understand how this commune has survived. Frankly, they have walls, but clearly these zombies can climb. Yeah. It so... also makes you wonder: is that really the first day they ever set up fireworks? Yeah. Right, right, right. right. I mean, these zombies are attracted little, to almost little nothing things, but sound Little bitty things like that. Um, but that's that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was wondering if, if things got a little too t- tightly wrapped up at the end. I was kind of hoping for a bit more of a challenge. But, like, they kind of, I mean, well, I mean, it looks really close. Like, they're not going to, like, there's a moment of, like, you know, oh, man, what's going to happen? They're all making, pe- they're being surrounded by zombies in a souvenir stand, like very so. similar to Tallahassee yeah. in the first one. Um, they all make peace with this being the end and then yeah big fat death 
and Nevada show up and take out all them. And again, we get another God bless rednecks from yeah. uh, Tallahassee. And one of my, I, well, again, one of the parts that I laugh so hard at is whenever she's driving up and does a backflip in the uh, monster truck and Tallahassee just goes, Woo, you are sexy. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> yeah. funny. And Columbus is having like nausea in the yeah. back. And he's like, Oh, please don't say, say sexy. sexy. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Would you open your window? You are not doing that. If there is one thing I want to talk about, like they, they keep talking about like the T-800s. Oh, yeah. But like, at, you know, after we see that one T-800, you know, do, do its thing and we fight, figure out that this thing is like evolved into a non, into a non-killable machine. Mm-hmm. We really don't hear. Hard to kill. So what? Hard to kill. Hard to Not kill. Not unkillable. But like, uh, we really don't. We really don't learn any more about that. There's a, there's really nothing there that progresses it. So it, to me, I feel like that's a little bit of a plot hole because like, because like, it, like after the after the tour bus scene where we f- when we first learn about the T800s, yeah, we we is confirmed. Yeah, and we're we're like it, we. we we kind of go off into a, we kind of go off into the plot where it's like we figure out more about, um, oh, where they're at the uh, uh, the Elvis Hotel, oh, the Hound Dog Hotel, the Hound Dog Hotel, and then we figure out about the commune, uh-huh. and then that's about it. Sure. Well, and, and, then, and then, all of those zombies that are making their way to the commune are the T eight hundred. Okay. So, learning about them and knowing that they're unstoppable headed to a place where there are no weapons poses mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. You don't really see them do anything in the attack because they're pretty easily handed, yeah. handled. But, like, it just sets up the, oh, my God, they don't have anything to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's sort of a part of that. Like, I, I uh, it goes back to what we talked about last week where a, a regular zombie movie probably would have dealt with the types of zombies a lot more. You would have saw, like, more evolutions or they would be trying to figure out, well, how did this mutation start happening? But this kind of movie doesn't really concern itself with that, which is kind of refreshing. We're not worried about how it happened. We're just worried about getting away or surviving. And um, Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I do want to comment also, before we get to the box office stuff, the music was really cool in this. Uh, whether it's uh, opening up to Master of Puppets, mm. um, all the little, th- like, the little songs that were on the radio, um, the they had another like little fun car scene where they're going back and forth like they did in the first yeah. one in the whole uh, Portis head, Portis shed, Portis yeah. head, Portis sheet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was all really funny. It was really good. And then uh, the movie uh, ends with Woody Harrelson singing uh, uh, "Hunk of Burning Love," which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, um, big Elvis fan. He's a big Elvis fan. Big guy. So before you get, you can't. We can't go to the box office yet because we no. haven't talked about Bill Murray. Oh, that's true. I talk about who? Did you have something else Bill before Bill Murray? I was going to tell a story about oh, my experience right. oh, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. the movie, but if we're still talking about the movie, yeah, like uh, yeah. Wait, didn't like, you mention there was some old lady? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll do. I'll well. just talk about it. Go ahead. Get to the post credits. So I went to the movie opening weekend. So you know it was a good crowd, um, fairly full, and um, I'm sitting there. I you know reserved my seat ahead of time. There's no one else in my row. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time I get there, of course, the row's full. And this this older woman sits next to me, so I'm, I'm wondering like, oh, I wonder how she's gonna react to this, because um, I'm thinking like my grandparents wouldn't like it. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but to my surprise, she loves. She's laughing her ass off. She's loving it, and I'm I'm loving hearing her laugh about it because it's just it's fun. You love to. That's why you go to the movie theater so, yeah. to experience something as a group. Yeah, to, to laugh all as a group. laugh at the same to, and to feel the same things. So it's always nice 
when you get that. So that was funny. That was just a fun little misdirect. I've expected someone to not like it because I've been into movies before where uh, a, di- a different or an unexpected demographic enters mm-hmm. and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and they leave. And they leave. They she loved angry. the zombie. She laughed so hard. It was funny. Um, but another weird thing that happened was the movie starts. It opens with like the Sony logo and it's kind of quiet. And I can hear like from the speakers this like very low music like almost like a jazzy i don't know it sounded like pre-show music right Mm -hmm. and it's like playing very faintly but enough that i can hear it in quiet parts and i'm like what is that that doesn't it that doesn't seem like it's right it doesn't seem like it's part of the movie but then the movie opens really loud with the zombie explanations and i forget about it and then a little later there's a quiet scene again where it's just characters talking and i hear the music still playing i'm like there still playing pre-show music during this friggin' movie. This is unbelievable. <laughs> what is, why? What is this happening? Why is this happening? And then it gets loud again, and the movie's loud enough to where I don't notice it most of the time. So, like I said, it's it's full, and, like, everyone's got their feet all up, and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to say anything about it. The loud parts, I don't really hear it anyway, and no one else seems to care, so I'll get over it. Um... So we watch the whole movie. The movie ends. Mm-hmm. Sit through the credits. You know, it's two post-credit scenes. Mm-hmm. I still sit there until the last credit rolls because that's just usually what I do. And then, you know, it gets dead silent. And this music is still playing. <laughs> but it's at this point where I realize because it is so quiet and, and it's about half empty now because, you know, some people don't stay. Mm-hmm. The music wasn't coming from the speakers at all. The music was coming from that lady's purse. (laughs) Her phone was playing music on shuffle out loud the entire movie. And because of just the nature of the sound system, it didn't occur to me that it was right next to me. It just sounded like it was part of the experience. So now I'm glad I didn't go say anything because they would have thought I was crazy. They're like, there's no, first of all, there's no pre-show music. It's definitely not playing. (laughs) It's weird. I just hear the music. And, and, I, it, I was like, I, I had to laugh at myself. I was like, that lady's phone's been playing. <laughs> She's like been shuffling her her like music app this whole time. Did she funny. realize it? I don't know. Because she didn't like, oh, no, or anything, like <laughs> turn it off. I don't know that she did. It was really weird. It was really weird. That's amazing. But it made, I don't know. Because there were moments in there where I was like, this is really ruining my experience in yeah. this movie. But now it's just a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned post-credit scenes. Yes, we've got two. One of them's worth it. Yes, uh, I wouldn't stay till the end personally, but you can no. do what you wish. There are two. Uh, they both involve both involve a character. Again, spoilers of Bill Murray. <gasps> There's a part of this movie where Rosario Dawson or Nevada's talking about how she they came into her <laughs> hotel and she goes, "You're lucky I didn't murder you," and they're all kind of like, "What are you talking about?" It's like murraying. It's whenever you kill someone who you think is a zombie but isn't. That's alleged. That's how Bill Murray died. And they're like, what? They're all like, oh, what? And then she says something along the lines of like, I tell you what, if I ever find out who killed Bill Murray, I'm going to get him. <laughs> and Jesse, I heard Columbus. Too. Columbus me is like, too. me too. Me yeah, too. I mean, you can have him first, but you, like, you know, first, but then me, yeah. So throughout the, the movie ends, and then you hear Columbus come over the intercom and say, there's one more thing. I've been really, I've been feeling really guilty about killing Bill Murray. So here's something back from whenever things first happened. And they cut back, and it's a press junket for Garfield 3 Flabby Tabby. (laughs) And Bill Murray is doing all of these different press (laughs) interviews about 
Garfield 3, which right. not a movie, I don't believe. No. I didn't think so. No. no. So he's doing these interviews, and in the middle of one of them with Al Roker, he starts throwing up and getting sick. Al, Al Roker, Roker does. Yeah. And all Glad of this. we're on the same yeah. page. <laughs> and then he starts to attack, and Bill Murray just starts. Hit, he hits him in the face with a chair like he's the WWE champion and just yeah. smashes him. Yeah. And then he and his cameraman go outside, and there's all this attack going on. And so then at that moment, the Caddyshack theme song plays, yeah. and Bill Murray just goes to town whooping everybody's ass. <laughs> and it is so yeah. beautifully yeah. funny and only the Bill Murray way that he can. And there's a part where he's like, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And yeah. he's just smashing people with chairs yeah. and hitting them over the head with poster boards and like trays. And it is just Yeah, he's hitting people in the head with chairs like he's the rock and they're mankind. Yeah, yeah. It's just like over and over. And then he smashes somebody. Can we have somebody. an episode without wrestling references? No. Can we do that? <laughs> I really don't want to. Can anymore. we do it? It's so fun. It's a calling card. Now. It's so fun to sneak them in. Um but, uh, 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 yeah, he's, like, smashing people with food and uh, – well, he said something in Spanish at one point, too. Oh, La Senorita yeah, or something like that. Like, then you have – so, and then uh, you see him uh, more or less work his way out of that. I really remember how, we, how, that sequ- how that sequence ends, but it was really funny. He's just fighting his way out, and then he says, oh, I hate Mondays. Oh, yep. yeah, I hate Mondays. <laughs> and then That's it great. ends. <laughs> and uh, – and then you get another post credit scene where they're asking him to do, well, they had been asking him to do the hairball sound that he does for Garfield. And so uh, the last sequence is him doing hairball. Uh, but in then, Spanish. And then he does in Espanol. <laughs> and the it worked for me because what I had done was when the movie started to like get to the very last bit of the logos, I stood up, I walked to the edge of my row, I took a step up the stairs, Looked back. Here's the scene. It's uh, Bill Murray being Bill Murray doing a, a kind of funny little bit. And I went, <laughs> and then I left. Because I was like, I didn't really expect there to be something grand there, but I was interested to see if there would be anything. Mm-hmm. Because the post credit scene that we didn't talk about last week of Zombieland is uh, an outtake where Bill Mur- where, uh, where Will, Will Her- Woody Harrelson gets him to re-enact- recite one of his lines from uh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. And that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't as funny, but I mean, you know, it's all good. All right. What so else was I going to do? Exactly. Leave. So, zombie. That wraps up our discussion of Zombieland. Let's talk about uh, as we're recording this. Um, it is opening weekend of Zombieland two. So David should have opening weekend numbers. Yep. The estimates, anyway. The finals are not in yet, but you no, know they're pretty close. Shouldn't be. So um, how are we looking? Was Zombieland three two? I hope Zombie- three. Oh, was Zombieland two's opening In 10 weekend years, box we'll get office another one. on a weekend that I understand to be pretty competitive. It is a pretty competitive weekend. So Zombieland Double Tap opened this weekend, October eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, it finished, uh, or it's looking to finish at number three with a three day opening of twenty six point seven million dollars. Um, this is just an estimate. We'll have firm numbers next week. In fact, I might do an update on this next weekend mm-hmm. when we record our next podcast, or whenever we record right. our next podcast. But um, also in the top ten this week is uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which made $36 million. Uh, Joker's still in theaters. It's in its third week, and it made $29.2 million. So just a little bit over. I mean, that's kind of a hard... There's a bit of a hard choice, I think, for some people, is go see Zombieland, which is just coming out, or go see Joker, which they've been waiting to see maybe mm-hmm. um, until this weekend. So 29, and or then go Zombieland. go see Maleficent for some reason. Yeah, you know, if you're it's a, it's big a, Angelina Jolie it's fan It's a Disney or sequel. Yeah. So you got Zombieland coming in, in number three with twenty six point seven. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> well, and I, I, I know they're not. 
direct comparisons because we're talking about 10 years difference and inflation mm-hmm. and all that. But that number you just read for Zombieland 2's opening is slightly higher than the first time. Yes, it's actually, yeah. So Zombieland 1 made $24 million in its opening weekend. So this is, I mean... And from what I read pretty a much little bit par. earlier... It opened on the higher end of expectations. Yes, they were estimating oh. like they were estimating between twenty two and twenty three. So it overperformed. So it there overperformed a little bit, and uh, no you know, comparatively, to, no it's pretty sad. solid. Um, you know, would have been nice to have that number one or two spot. Yeah, but Joker has been kind of a monster this month, and uh, and the Maleficent, uh, it has its fans. So you know, good for them. Um, number four is uh, the Adams Family uh, animated film that came out in this mm-hmm. year. Uh, it's in its second week with $16 million. Uh Gemini Man uh, is at 8.5, which I don't really – I didn't really have any anticipation of seeing. But I was watching a video series uh, where visual effects artists react to uh, good and bad visual effects. And they said they saw Gemini Man, and they said that the way to see it is um, – they said that they have criticisms with it story-wise – but they said the way to go see that movie is in theaters that are showing it uh, in the 4K Ultra and showing it at 120 frames. Because apparently they shot this movie at 120 frames a second. I heard that. And so they said that's the way to see it if you're going to see it. I think um, Andrew saw it. Yeah. Did you see it in that, in that format? I did. Um, I saw it in that format. I will say that at times it was a little dizzying because it's, I feel, it's, it's almost like watching a video game. Yeah. It, but That's like, what I would think. but it, it in terms of like enhancing the story, it enhances a lot of the action. Mm-hmm. I will say that. So I don't and, I don't want to make this too much of a Gemini Man podcast, but I do have a quick question eh? about that. I don't think I've ever seen a movie in a theater at 120 frames per second. It's very what, strange. Is it that? Is it noticeably different? Yeah. In what way? Like, what could I expect to see if I decide to do this? It's like if you. It's like if you played the movie it's like if you played a regular movie put it on fast forward like just one time if you played it on fast forward and just watched it like that but at the same time not sped up yeah well like how i because so i was thinking the movie's not in fast forward because no. but so, so like the hobbit films those those came out and they were released in 40 frames a second which a lot of people had a problem with because slower. things looked a little too smooth well, normal normal movies are shot are either played at twenty four or twenty five frames a second because that's about oh, the oh isn't I thought it yeah. was sixty no twenty four frames a second is that's like, like the video normal. games play at sixty whoa so that makes the hundred twenty even crazy really crazy yeah. so one hundred twenty is like slow it's motion. like so smooth I assume yeah, I haven't got to see this melting. but that was the problem I had with the Hobbit was that it was so smooth and weird okay. that it didn't feel right it felt like a soap opera like soap operas I think play at like thirty yeah. frames a second I I kind of got that like they're shot like like regular like regular television cameras yeah. you know like if you're shooting live yeah. like if you're sh- but anyway yeah I, I I felt like the entire time there were parts of it I'm like man this they talked about this does feel like a, it it feels like you're watching a soap opera these uh these I get via- that effect because I I've seen soap operas especially on like high quality televisions where mm-hmm. it almost looks fake yeah because yeah. it looks so real yeah everything's yeah. like you're looking so. through a window yeah okay well so that's, anyway that's all i wanted to say about gemini. anyway we might talk about gemini man another day <laughs> maybe they'll uh, be at number six you have abominable which is an animated film yep uh dreamworks uh, i think i think so and it's coming in at number uh six universal and universal. it's 3.5 uh downton abbey is at number uh, number seven Still with three million away. uh judy is at two million dollars at number eight Hustlers is still hanging in there with at number nine, with also two million, uh, and then rounding out the top ten is It Chapter Two with one point five million dollars. Um, so you got two sequels in the box office that weekend: and Maleficent and It Chapter Two, in addition to the Zombieland. 
Um, the movie uh, has brought in $5.3 million from overseas already, so that brings its worldwide total to $32 million, so that's pretty good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in terms of box office success. As you can imagine, since the cast uh, went off and had really big careers post-Zombieland 1, um, they were more expensive to have in this movie. So the budget for this movie, um, the production budget was $42 million, um, as opposed to so it's about double the budget of the last movie, and they did some new visual effects for this and stuff too so it was a little bit of an upgrade in a lot of ways um and then i read that sony spent 60 million dollars on promotion so if it starts it 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 will be interesting to see it might not make back the total investment the studio put in um because it might make just as much as its predecessor unadjusted like Mm -hmm. uh zombie land we talked about last week finished at 75 million dollars uh domestic uh, if they leave this movie in for set for for eleven to twelve weeks, like through the end of the year, then there's a chance it'll also make around seventy million, which wouldn't be too bad if it only finished you know five million less than its predecessor. That's pretty good generally for sequels to finish about where you know about where your predecessor was or better. So maybe there's a chance for a Zombieland three, but yeah. and I'm I hopeful think- that there might be a pretty good hold over the next two weekends with people in their Halloween appetite. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to. Is that, that, that I hope that's that really the only Halloween-y they, movie. If they I can hope, keep yeah. it under 50% for the next two weeks at yeah. least, I think it might be good. I hope that that um they weren't eyeing. I mean, they had they had they had lower expectations for opening weekend, so I'm hoping they weren't like eyeing like this has to make 100 million dollars domestically or there's no chance for a sequel. Like if and it, it sounds like if it does between 68 and 75 million dollars, I think that's going to be pretty and good. And if they for were this. expecting a 20 million or so opening weekend and they busted that, yeah, by a million dollars, they yeah. probably have conservative. Yeah, I think they want to look conservative and did a little better. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully this does well enough because I would love to see another one. Hopefully sooner than 10 years. But um, I feel like I really like the characters and I really like. Uh, this, this, this universe seems cool to me. A zombie universe where all the survivors are, like, super competent, <laughs> you know. Um, at 26.7, Zombieland Double Tap is currently sitting in the number 64 spot in the United States for 2019. Um, I think if it does the same kind of numbers as the first one, it should finish somewhere between the 29 and the 37 spot. Um, obviously, we've got a few more movies that are coming out this uh, this holiday season that will kind of shift that around a bit. But I think it's. I think we're safe. Uh, I think Zombieland will be safe and finish in the top forty, which will be, which I think will be pretty good. good. So uh, now on to my cool stat that I almost read two three weeks ago when we did Happy Death Day, uh, the highest grossing movie released in October because it's our October special. What do you guys think is the highest grossing movie to ever be released in October? I don't know. Um... Is it a recent film in the last five years? In the last five years, let me see here. Like no, so it's old. So, so you're talking you're talking about released in October. Like all time, all time, the all time highest grossing movie released in October, unadjusted for inflation. Oh my god! No, because October is a weird month. October is a weird month. They don't put blockbusters there typically. Not typically. But obviously, this is a blockbuster. No, well, it kind of yeah. I mean, it depends on your definition of blockbuster, I suppose. But yes, is it a Marvel movie? It is not a Marvel movie. DC. What decade are we talking? Yeah, about? What decade? I'll tell you this. Give me a decade. You asked if it was in the last five years. It's not, but it is within the last ten. Okay. But it is older than 2014. All my best guesses I don't think came out in October. 
I don't think I really don't think you get it because I think you're trying to think of horror movies. I'm actually not, oh. but I I can see why you would think that. Yeah, I was actually trying to think of like tentpole, like franchise films. I got nothing. You got nothing from I Garrett. Have, I have nothing. Nothing from Andrew. You keep saying I'm never gonna get it, so I probably won't. If I had to throw a guess, it, I I think I'm a thousand percent wrong, but I'm gonna say a Harry Potter. No, it's not Harry Potter. I didn't think you guys were gonna get this. It's a challenging one because I was surprised. That frankly. is a challenging one. I was quite surprised. The highest grossing, and that means for its entire run, movie to be released in the month of October is Gravity. Wow. Oh, nice. Gravity with Sandra Bullock, which I think you guys all saw. Oh, yep. I did. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So Gravity, Sandra Bullock, George Clooney made $274 million. Um, that was released October 4th of 2013. Now, the thing is, as of recording, it ho- it's, it's the record holder. But Joker. Joker, mm-hmm. which was just released, is twenty-seven million dollars behind it right now. Yeah, it's so made two hundred forty-seven. Made over two hundred million dollars. It made a lot. Made of two hundred, almost three hundred million. It's made two seventy-four. Really impressive. It is really, yeah. That was a movie that took off out of nowhere. Right. Uh, not really out of nowhere, but it took off. Like it just kept going and going. People were watching that movie all the way into January. For a long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joker is currently seven. sitting at two forty-seven, so just twenty-seven million dollars behind mm-hmm. Gravity. Yeah, it's so it's got a really good chance if they leave that in through the end of the year yeah, to pass Gravity. Do that. Of course they will. They're pushing now, for Oscars. Uh, number three on the list you might not have also guessed is The Martian. Uh, number four is A Star is Born. Number five is Venom. Six is Gone Girl. Then you have Meet the Parents, Shark Tale, Halloween 2018, the rails after some and that. Puss in Boots. Whoa. Okay, Those are your top ten October, highest grossing October movies. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Zombieland Double Tap is uh, shaping up to be another good film for Ruben uh, Fleischer. Um... I don't really think it's going to pass Zombieland 1, but it will probably be his third highest grossing movie um, passing Gangster Squad. And then uh, overall, Zombieland as a series is headed towards being a pretty well-balanced one. Um, right now, the two films have a combined $102 million unadjusted, but I think that'll probably go up to just around three hundred, uh, just around uh, probably 150 in that area. If they both make $75 million, okay. then probably somewhere in the 150 as a as a budget or as a total gross for the franchise. And I really hope that we get a third one because I like Zombieland or a TV show. They wanted to, this whole thing started as a TV show script, right? And then it became a movie. So, like, please, more Zombieland. Um. So now is the time where everyone throws out their Rotten Tomatoes guesses because I am running this game. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh won last week. That's right. So throw out your guesses, and then I will read you the critics' consensus. It's so new. It is so new, but there's enough reviews where I think. uh, it's probably balanced out as well as it'll get. Maybe one or two points difference. I'm going to go with 75. I was going to say that. Okay. I'm going to price is right you and go 76. Oh. Uh, hey, I'll, say, I'll say 90. Oh. You're going to go with the same exact score yeah. as the first one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Honestly, at least until you read this critic consensus. <laughs> the critic consensus made me laugh because it, uh, it directly contradicts Andrew. <laughs> Which just makes me laugh. Zombieland Double Tap makes up for a lack of fresh brains <laughs> with an enjoyable reunion that recaptures the spirit of the original and adds a few fun twists. Oh shit. So it so it's saying it's doesn't have it's not totally fresh, but it makes up for it. Right. So by go. being okay. by somehow being, just as good. By being just an enjoyable reunion that recaptures the spirit of the original and adds a few fun twists. I'm gonna go eighty. I'll stick with 76. Okay. I guess I'll slide down to like 
86. Okay. 80, 76, and 86? Yeah. I really thought okay. it was going to be like the 90s. The current Rotten Tomatoes score of Zombieland Double Tap is 66. Wow, that's low. That's really 66%. low. 66%. What? Correct. I have to have a word with these reviewers. Uh, you can talk to 155 of them. Man, Whoa. what a bunch of that's what's the, what's the audience score? The audience score is 90. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's better. I win. <laughs> yeah. You do win the audience. I the mean, audience I, wins. Yeah, you that, win the, the real one. Anybody that <laughs> wow. didn't like 66%. this is a nimmer. That's low. Look, I won't claim that it's it's like a 100% movie. All right? We'll get into what our personal ranks are here because I think it's another four and a half. I think that uh, there's, uh, again, a little something missing that I can't quite put my finger on. Maybe it's uh, a bit more, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a few more characters. Maybe it's something uh, out there that I just can't put my finger on. But four and a half stars for me. This movie is like, it's, it should be a, it should be also be like 90%. What was what was Zombieland 1? It 90. was like 90. Uh, 90. It, was 90. 90. it should be also be 90%. These movies to me sit perfectly next to each other in my head. Okay, okay. okay. So you... You kept four and a half? I'm good four and a half. I'm sticking with that. Four and a half zombie bites. I'm going I'm gonna go with four. Okay. Four four zombie bites. Okay. Five. Four and a half loose way shoots. Yeah, mine were five mine was five last week. This week I'll go with four. It's very similar, but it gives new characters. It's still fun. It gives me the zombie land vibe. I, I, I love it. I do too. I love it. My score is also I'm lowering it to a four just because I ha- I did have more nitpicks. But it's still a very good movie. Yeah. Okay, well that wraps up Zombieland Double Tap as well as uh, our Halloween 2019 Spooktacular. Was that the only word I had ha- that we don't know about? That we haven't, that we haven't named, named yet. yet. Our we haven't t- named Halloween yet. 2019 Super Spooktacular that, that we is. haven't named yet. Yeah. 2019. Okay. <laughs> it's over. Uh, <laughs> I'm already excited for next Halloween. We so, got we got a few surprises left before the year ends. Right. Um, there's there's one big huge franchise that probably people could guess that we're gonna do, but what I'm just gonna not be? say it. Uh, that's going, the that's going to wrap up in December. <laughs> um, and we will also obviously find some way to throw in a Christmas movie or two if we can figure that out. Yeah, yeah. we got the month of November to figure out first. Yeah, so but you no know one cares. Spin the wheel? No one cares. <laughs> uh, we uh, we do we, we probably, do have to spin the wheel. Um, let's see here. So four movies have, or less. We have, <laughs> we have one, two, three. Yeah, pretty much four movies or less to figure out. To get okay. through November, we'll be all right. Yeah, I don't. I have, yeah, because I didn't think we don't. We didn't have anything pre-planned, did we? we for November? Did not, no, well, we not for November. No. All right. So here we go. Number one seventy-one is the Fast and the Furious. Oh, that's a lot of movies. That's a, a lot, lot of movies, movies. and Eight I'm really movies. upset because I would have heartily, mightily, excitedly said yes. So how about we just veto as a team based on time constraints and nobody uses their own thoughts yeah. Okay. Yeah, what if we uh, what if okay, this is a this i don't know i don't want to i don't want to let two people too close too much behind the curtain but what if we because uh, I, I like the idea of fast and furious why don't we kick that into uh, our our season three like that'll be our premiere for season three we'll put a pin in that all righty i like that we'll talk about it later okay yeah. all right so moving on 89 <laughs> <laughs> oh great <laughs> ghostbusters <laughs> There's only two of them. Yeah, three. Okay. Well, the third one's not the same continuity. No, it's not, but I put it in there. Why not? I ain't afraid of ghosts. I'm going to veto, though. Okay. 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 
I, 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 my my brain wanted to, but my heart didn't. We'll go. We'll get to Ghostbusters <laughs> yeah, eventually. I feel like some. We need to do something that's not. Nah, yeah. That doesn't feel like we were, we were inspired by what we just. Right. Finished. It's true. Dumb and Dumber. Oh God, I'm gonna veto that. Oh man, it's down to Andrew now. Well, Garrett, I have one. Oh, no, Garrett gets an Andrew. I'm a part Garrett, of this. Garrett gets an Andrew. Crew? Absolutely. Oh, my God. We have got a lot of bad ones here. Yeah, Oops. I keep telling you that. 128, Alvin and the Chipmunks. V- There's four of those. Isn't there? Yep. There are four, there are four of those. Veto. He's already vetoed. Oh, man. It's down, down to, to Garrett. Veto. I hope y'all are buckled up for Twilight. That's I mean, I'll watch I, that. I feel it in my bones. I'd rather, I'd rather do that right now than He's do Ghostbusters. He's going to veto the next one. The thing is, all we're going to do, all we're going to do if we do Ghostbusters, or he'll just bite the bullet is we're just going to talk it. about how great it is. But all, if yeah. we, if if we get Twilight, we'll have so much more fun. That's true. It's true. Twenty-five. I've only seen the first one. I think Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh? There's two of those. There's only two of those. Two of those. Well, the three of us can't talk, so. No. Oh, yeah. Bo, you can influence. I mean, we can we can have this discussion. Yeah. There's there's gonna be more, but we, we don't know how long. We yeah, just volume three is a oh, oh, very some, long time. Yeah, we just had some Marvels. It'll be year. Well, yeah. and he's doing Suicide Squad first. He is doing Suicide Squad, so it will be yeah. at minimum. Two yeah, because years. Marvel done messed all that up. Yep. I think it could be a fun discussion based on the whole James Gunn aspect. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. It it does provide another kick where uh, we'll have to figure out what to do for the last two weeks. That's but fine. I'm not opposed to that, and I have no problems with those movies. So, it doesn't so I'm not, like I'm not going to veto, veto it. So, so it sounds like I mean, we're what doing we're doing it. is we're watching we're Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yep. Well, this will be a lot of fun, I feel like. It will be. So if we got you lucky. The are, last one that we had, if I had vetoed it, we would have landed on not bad movies, but movies that I feel like most people probably haven't seen or heard of. Uh, Arthur. Oh. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's Dudley Moore, Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. Yeah, was, great movie. Like, like, They're very funny. Yeah, yeah, okay. The first, the first one. Well, yeah, the first one. And then Russell Brand did a remake of this, didn't he? Yeah. I believe oh, he, I did. Think, he did. I think I'm thinking of Alfie, aren't I? No, you're nope. thinking of you're thinking no, you're, of you're, you're, you're at Jude Law. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, you're yeah. you're right. He did it. He did well, it. if you uh, are awesome listeners are a big fan of <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, tune in. Uh, tune in and uh, send us your one word to describe the movie. Yeah. Um, or whatever you want. Send us one word and 139 words describing what that one word means. And David whatever can you read do. those words. Yeah. I'm not going to read them anymore. You know, like, <laughs> hey, um, you know, we want input from you guys. What do you think? Yeah. We'll be back next time with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Uh, find us online at so many sequels.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search So Many Sequels Pod there. You can listen to us as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or the Soundstooth app, as well as many other more obscure apps mm-hmm. if you are into those particular apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back next week. Until then, I'm not very good at farewells, so um, that'll do, pig. <laughs>